Hello, and welcome to Small Business Happy Hour, a podcast where we interview a different entrepreneur or small business owner every week to hear their story. We chat about their business, passions, struggles, and all things small business. Oh, and we drink with our guests during the interview, hence the happy hour. I'm your host, Derek, founder of Yoga for All Humans, a fully online yoga studio. And I'm your host, Holly, creator of the blog, The Bitter Lemon, and author of many books. We are so happy you're here. Should we pop this first as the first noise? Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Imagine a champagne bottle popping here, because that definitely didn't pick up on the mic. (laughs) Cheers! (laughs) We're here for the wrap of season one. Season one wrap, and it's like... A Friday, we both worked a full day. Yep. We're now together in the same room. Yep. Pouring a glass of bubbly champagne. And you're actually not even adding orange juice. I'm not. No. You're, you're not making a trash. That's Mimosa. right. I'm classy. <laughs> we don't know if any of that will go through. <laughs> oh, the wonders of audio. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we wanted to do. A wrap episode at the end of season one, um, just to kind of go over a summary of like what we've learned, you know, lessons that we've learned either from like internally by talking with other people and then what we've learned by through all of our guests. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, we talked to 13 guests. Yep. Over basically what the last three months, mm-hmm. three, four months. They all were representing different backgrounds, different career paths, different businesses. And each conversation that we had was really unique in some ways. In some ways, we noticed like common threads. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we just wanted to wrap the season with putting kind of a bow on everyone that we talked to and reflecting on everything. I can't believe this is our 16th episode. It's kind of insane. Is it 16, not 15? I guess so. Right, because we've already... (laughs) (laughs) I cannot keep up. I know. No, it's it's honestly crazy. I feel like that we did that many episodes. Can you believe it? Like... Not really. You had the idea to do the podcast. We said, okay, we lined up a few guests. So we really just, week after week, Mm -hmm. even through the holidays, we made it. Yeah. So I think that speaks to our dedication. Because <laughs> like does. you said, like a lot of podcasts don't make it past like the first episode, very less the 10th episode. And here we are, the 16th episode and have plans for season two. Right. And we already like, I feel like talking to the people that we talk to. It's interesting because I will say like after I wrote my first uh, fiction novel for NaNoWriMo, I realized that I had that prior to writing that book, I had this fear about creativity where if I sort of give out one of my ideas, like put it into Mm -hmm. book form, that I would be minus one idea. Oh, that's. But instead, I started coming up with all these other ideas. And I think that's kind of how I feel about the podcast is like, we're not like minus 13 stories. Like now we have ideas for all these other stories because there's so many to tell, you know? Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. So, and even if we like double dip on like, you know, another hairstylist or another realtor, like their story will be very different. different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, 
yeah. So let's look back and talk about what we learned. How are we feeling? Podcasting is hard work. <laughs> podcasting is hard work. I don't think either of us really underestimated that podcasting would be hard work. No. Uh, we kind of like divvied up the tasks before we even got started. And we yeah. both were kind of like checking each other. Like we both have full plates. Can we add on to more of that before we started to make sure like we're really doing this? Yeah. But I think... For me, this was like a realization when like someone that I work with at my retail job approached me about like doing his own podcast. Mm -hmm. He was asking me all these questions about it. And he like we, you know, he was saying, like, can I talk about this? Can I should I name it that whatever? And my advice was really like the consistency, like the name is one thing. It's important, of course, Um but it's really like if you say you're going to put out an episode every Tuesday, like you have to put out an episode every right. Tuesday. And he was even looking into like all this expensive, like mixing board equipment. And I was like, I don't even think that's necessary. Yeah. Like just do the work because I feel like anybody can record. That's the whole thing. Like when podcasting started, like when, you know, Apple like introduced this ability for everyone to have like a pod and a podcast and broadcast it to the world, like. So when Apple made it possible for all these people to broadcast to the world, it's like, obviously anybody can do it. You can right. record yourself and, and put it up. But I think if you keep doing it, just like with any effort, like whether it's running a business, writing a blog, doing digital media, like it's the consistency. And again, this, we knew this going in, but the thing about it is like, there's, there's not a big payday. You know, we're not getting yeah. a paycheck on Fridays, like, because we put another podcast up on out into the universe, you know, this, as of season one, like we are actually like in, in, in debt, yeah. <laughs> given like our time. Uh, blood, sweat, and tears, and like the you know we, we both bought equipment. Yeah. We pay for the service to upload our yeah our podcast, and we had no sponsors. We honestly, I'm gonna say it now, we really didn't even promote ourselves that much on the season. Like True. we really didn't. Uh, we yeah. we definitely considered like making our own ads, like for our own businesses, but we never ended up doing that. No, and I think. For me, the big lesson was like prior to doing this podcast, I would have this really envious, jealous feeling about the podcasters that I listen to and that do make money from it. I was like, man, I'm so jealous of that. But now I realize like they have put in work for years, yeah. consistent work for years. And there's a reason why they're getting paid for what they do. So yeah. even though we knew it was going to be hard work, I still learned a lot about doing it and the weeks go by so fast where it was like okay we have another episode which means yeah. for me the social media rap, you know promo and for you it means a, a day of editing all the audio so it's it's a lot it is a lot i was googling when the first podcast was created oh, okay 2004 so it's still a very mm -hmm. new industry yeah i mean not to be discouraging of anyone that wants to start a podcast, but definitely think about it ahead of time and whether you actually want to commit to it or not. Yeah. I mean, we're coming back for season two, so we enjoy doing it, but it is a lot of work. Um, I mean, I had to sacrifice, obviously, some evenings whenever we interview guests. Not that that's even a sacrifice because we have fun and it gives me an excuse to socialize and an excuse to hang out with Holly. But yeah, the biggest 
sacrifice for me is losing like half of my Sunday, you for know, sure. because yeah. it takes me like three hours if I'm like doing real good editing an episode, but some episodes have taken like even like up to six hours to edit. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's and then, lot. I mean, you have a lot on with the social media side of things and coordinating all that. So um, yeah, it's a commitment, but it's been fun and rewarding for me. So Cheers. Yeah, we didn't cheers after every lesson. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess that was a, a segue to, you know, our whole podcast is about being an entrepreneur, you know, interviewing entrepreneurs, interviewing small business owners. So similarly, if you are someone that's thinking about being an entrepreneur or a small business owner, it's exciting to think about and to like, put your idea out there but just like with a podcast like don't go into it thinking that you're going to make money like immediately like it takes a lot of preparation i mean i admittedly went into it with a little bit of naivety um thinking that i would be more, more profitable or profitable in general <laughs> like with <laughs> Which, the yoga studio yeah, I, mean, like, yeah. Okay. I thought that like i wouldn't have to go back to work full-time and obviously i have mm-hmm. I really thought that it would pick up a lot faster than it has. And we'll get to that a little bit later on, but that's a trend is that like most businesses do not start making money until several years in. Mm. So definitely plan ahead if you're trying to open your own business or be an entrepreneur and have a backup plan or side plans, you know, because <laughs> um, that goes hand in hand with podcasting. It takes a lot of work, dedication, and it does not pay off immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. At least financially. <laughs> yeah. This is us, just going to be us saying that over and over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Okay, so when we talked to Monica. Which was she, our realtor. Yeah, she said she she had to sell some of her assets yeah. to mm-hmm. make it through like her first year or so of business. Honestly, that shocked me like I think if you're at all interested in small businesses entrepreneurship you kind of understand that like it takes a while to kind of get the money coming in but I did not think that about realty and so when she said that you know we sold this we sold that and I went from making a corporate salary to Mm -hmm. to making commission I was like oh my god yeah that's such such a risk and so scary and I think even after we talked to French fried vintage, Mm -hmm. uh, you texted me and you were like, can we talk about the fact that like, it's, you know, cause before I think we, I think before we even started recording, when we got on the call, I don't know what spurred the conversation, but you were saying how you went, maybe it was cause you were saying you went back to corporate to make money because, and, uh, April was like, well, you're only in your second year. Right. She said it like, of course, you're not making money. Like yeah. You're only in your second year, which obviously what she's saying is true. But like in the in our economy and like the the price of living in America, like the fact that you're just expected to go two to five years with with no income or a very tiny income is insane. It is insane. Who can do that? Like. Like you would have to have so much saved up and like even saving money is hard. Even if you have a good corporate job, saving money is hard. Because I've been in corporate America for 10 plus years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it really, I mean, frankly, pisses me off that 
the expectation is to not make money for two to five years. And I mean, the expectation is there because that's the reality. Right. But I think there's a lot of contributing factors to that. One is good luck getting a loan. I mean, right. the only loans, oh, I didn't. I haven't taken out any loans. I do have credit cards um, because I couldn't get a loan. Okay. So I have business credit cards that I've had to rely on for a lot of the advertising stuff because most loans, even small business loans, which is like small business association or whatever, there's so many stipulations to getting a loan. Like you have to be in business for a certain amount of years. You have to have a certain amount of revenue. Oh, wow. Okay. Before they'll even give you a loan. So it's like so backwards, like so many things in this country. Uh-huh. We're like, how am I specific money if you don't help me make money? Right. And like, I'm, you know, I'm white, so I have an amount of privilege, but I don't come from family money. So like, there's a lot of privilege that goes into being able to start a business, whether it's like having a partner who makes enough money to where you can start your passion project and not have your own income for a certain amount of time. I don't have that either, Uh you know? So we've, I mean, I admittedly used all of my 401k Mm -hmm. and sold all of my stock to start the business. And I've mentioned it before in previous podcasts, some of my paychecks go towards the business now because all that startup money is gone and that was all my money. Right. And I'm passionate enough about the studio and the mission that I'm going to keep going. I know it will be successful, but like if I didn't have a partner and if I wasn't in a position where I could get a lucrative corporate gig with my skills and experience and connections, mm-hmm. it would have failed by now. Yeah. And that's just not right. You know, like everyone likes to act like, small businesses at the backbone of America and like, you know, like, oh, let's support small businesses and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's the support's out there, both from like, I mean, I don't want to like, you know, slam family and friends, but I've bitched about that before and have, you know, recognized that like, I haven't always shown mutual support either. So I'm working on that. But like, where's the support from like the government you know right right like mm-hmm. they should be supporting small businesses more and it's it's a shame there's there's not enough support to permit monopolies because that's what small businesses are for is to permit monopolies and we get spoiled by these amazons of the world being able to control cost mm-hmm. that you know it's it, there's a lot of societal issues i'll stop right, right. <laughs> i'll keep going I totally get it. And I think you bring up a lot of things that people don't think about a lot. And definitely, I did not know all of that about getting a loan. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, we know the barriers about so much in this country, and this only contributes to that. It's, it is really like no one that we have talked to this season said, like, I wanted to switch gears because I was looking to get rich or whatever. A lot of people said, you know, the fit with my nine to five wasn't right. Or I had this idea or I wanted to make this opportunity for other people. Or maybe it was like, I wanted to have a better work-life balance or whatever. Never in the different conversations that we had was money, like a reason why people switched, which I mean, money is always like something that is so taboo to talk to, talk about that. I don't know if people would come out and say it, but it's like, obviously, you know, a lot of people that 
we talked to some of them, we were able to be really transparent and say, you know, when we talked to Sarah Bacon, I said, is, is this really how you're making your, your living? And she said, no, it isn't. So I think that one lesson is like the finances definitely don't equal the success of your business. And I know like we've talked about it before, like for you, you've said it's sort of like this marketing game of like, if you don't have the money to put behind the marketing, or if you don't have that skill, you're just like lost in the shuffle of every other business. And because all of the people that we talk to have great ideas, great skills, they should be perfectly successful businesses with their products and services flying off the shelves. But it's all about like who has the eyes on the business. And now it's just like this black hole of all these businesses that I think it makes it really difficult for people to set themselves apart from each other. So it really is, unfortunately, it's like finances don't equal success when it comes to entrepreneurship, which on the one hand is admirable, but on the other hand, it's like, it shouldn't have to be like that. Yeah. Cause I mean, everyone we've talked to has gone into it because they're passionate, like you said. And obviously that's why I started the studio because I feel like there's a lot of inaccessibility and in yoga mm-hmm. and there's so many people out here trying to do the right thing and it shouldn't be this hard you know yeah it shouldn't be this hard it shouldn't be this expensive but it is america (laughs) capitalism it's funny because in the first episode we introduced ourselves you were like everyone's small business (laughs) are the backbone of america so that's gonna be a running if you continue to listen to us, we're stuck. We're stuck on it. Okay. We are not going to stop podcasting until businesses really are the backbone. All go. businesses are the backbone. That's right. That's right. We're here. That's our mission. We're here. Okay. So we're toasting to finances don't equal. Finances are not a proper measure of your success. That's what we're. There you go. Cheersing to. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess that's a good segue into career paths and life journeys are not linear. Um, Who of our guests touched on that? Okay, I mean, I think Sarah Bacon, honestly, Fallon, she was our first guest. Yeah, And she touched touched on it because she said, you know, she had a part-time job as well, aside from the online uh, boutique. And Sarah Bacon also touched on it. And I feel like Zaina was a really good representation of that because she was helping people through career transitions, which is something I never even, anytime you're going through changes in your life, I don't think we stop and think, oh, this is a transition that I'm going through. And I I know for me, like after being laid off and now working retail part-time, this is really something that I've learned also. It's like some of the people I work with are just working retail and that's what they want to do as their career but a lot of people aren't this is just like a stop on the way yeah and i think for me especially like i don't know if you feel this way but like i know i i mentioned it before like my dad was sort of more of the entrepreneurial spirit in my family and my dad's side of the family is all entrepreneurs where my mom she really wanted like the nine to five job with a structured day and career path and so i saw both sides but i think like 
obviously parents, you know, they want um, security for their kids and whether that means nine to five job paycheck every other Friday, whatever. And so I think that's kind of what I feel like I went to college on the cusp of this. That was kind of like you, everyone was still going to college when I went to college, like you were going to college because you had to, if you wanted to get any sort of decent pay and then you would enter corporate America. And that was your set. And that was my plan. What year did you grow? You graduated like 2008, right? Mm -hmm, Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So right when I got in, it was like, okay, good luck. Yeah. And now I feel like I honestly, I feel like even two years after I graduated, students were starting to because I worked in higher ed right when I graduated. So I was keeping up with what was happening in that area. And it's like a lot of students figured out that, hey, I'm not going to have as much debt if I go to community college for the Mm. first two years and then transfer to the state college. And now we're seeing a lot of students not go to college whatsoever because they don't want the debt. They don't, they just need to enter the workforce right away, which I think is just this sign of like, not only are people looking for jobs that they're really passionate about, but these are kids that grew up witnessing their parents, like reporting to jobs that they hated. Yeah, And so I think that my generation, like, you know, the millennials, like, unfortunately we've been a part of these, like a lot of these catastrophic you know economic times and we're trying to like find our way and i think that getting rid of that idea that like you're entering corporate america you're working your way up the ladder i know for me like the first job i had out of college there really was no the only person above me was my manager and i never wanted her job so it was a little bit of a stagnant path and then when i switched and started working at startups I felt like I was really behind in terms of the money that I was making as far as like people I went to high school with. It's like they were they were getting director level jobs, whereas I was still the bottom of the barrel making 40K. Right. I made 40K for a majority of I made 40K for almost eight, nine years of my career. Yeah. Um, Because it was either financial like freeze at the company or I worked at a startup where like that's that's the most they pay. Right. So I think even being this far in my career, shaking that idea that like I'm just moving through the corporate path, it's like. Part of it is just like being humble, but the other part is a constant reminder of like. I already have an idea of what I want to do. And like, it's okay that like, it looks different right now. And I think like Sarah did a really good job of talking to us about that. Like she is really someone that's like putting the pieces together to pay the bills, but yeah. she has this, I, you know, the mission of doing the human design and she's working toward that. Well, then like, look at Chelsea who was a successful <laughs> I lawyer. I, I mean, granted, you know, she exited the the law firm whenever her and her husband were getting divorced and they owned the law firm together. But like she had a law firm, you right. know, and, and like she left that. Right. You know? And like being married and stuff like that's part of your life journey. And like, obviously, she didn't foresee like having to get divorced and right. then her career was kind of wrapped up in that as well. So, yeah, it's it's but, definitely an interesting lesson to learn. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because, you know, I mean, maybe it's a generational thing, you know, that could be debated, but I feel like we're just in a place now where we're kind of listening to, like, 
what is our higher purpose in life? Mm -hmm. You know, like, obviously, there's a lot of benefits of working a nine to five. I do it right now. It's an eight to five. Let's not call it a nine to five anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's an eight to five now. There's, I mean, and I do thoroughly enjoy my career. Like, you know, what the company I work for is doing something important for the world, which helps a lot. But like, there's so much more to life than going to work every day, you know? And if you have a passion, like it can be really soul sucking to just like be in that like hamster wheel of, I don't even know. Like, I just, I know that there's like years of my life that just like, (laughs) were a blur because yeah. I was not happy doing what I was doing. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know for me, like even going on job interviews a lot of times and when they're like, what do you, where do you want to see yourself in five years? And it's like, I really want to say like uh, in five years, like I hope I'm selling scripts to Hallmark and not working here. <laughs> um, but I feel like for getting a job, you have to yeah. be like, oh, I hope I'm managing a team of content creators or whatever. Yeah. And all of that, yeah, it takes energy and effort and it takes it away from like what you really want to do. Time to clink. Time to clink. I feel like we we've learned our lesson. Life every day is a winding road, as Cheryl Crow says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think either of us can sing, so we will not torture you. No, 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 no. <laughs> we'll be doing that. <laughs> I do like the next topic. I feel like I can speak to that. So we have definitely seen a lot of examples of how like ideas and inspiration can come from anywhere. I mean, case in point, Yoga for All Humans, like, I don't know how much I've talked about it, but, you know, COVID hit, people were picking up hobbies. I was a member of like an LGBT like community yoga program Mm -hmm. in Iowa City that had to take a pause, obviously, during um, COVID. And one of my good friends that was a yoga teacher that I met through that program, she was like, you know, have you ever thought about being a yoga teacher? We would love to have you teach, help us, you know, because it was like offering free yoga and it was only two people doing it. So it's a big commitment to offer free yoga. She was like, if you were interested in teaching yoga, like we would love for you to come and teach yoga with us. Obviously, you would have to go get your yoga teacher certification. But right now is a great time to do that because, you know, you can do it online, right? Because it's mm-hmm. COVID. And I was like, honestly, I've never thought about getting my yoga teacher certification, but I appreciate the encouragement. Where would you suggest that I do that? So I took it at Asheville Yoga Center where she got hers and Asheville, North Carolina, somewhere I've never been and <laughs> yeah. have been since and loved it. Yeah. Um, so it was just all like very like serendipitous. And during the program, so many things clicked. It was similar to like, whenever I was in college, I was a marketing major and had to take an HR class. Never thought of HR as a career, but that class made the most sense of anything I'd ever taken before. So I was like, okay, maybe HR should be my career. Mm-hmm. Similar with the yoga training, I was like, there's so many issues in the yoga community from an accessibility standpoint that I've been pissed about for so long from like every angle of life. Right. And I've been trying to solve it in the corporate world and I can't because there's so many barriers. And I was like, 
I can try to solve it in the yoga world. And that's where the idea of yoga for all humans came from. So it was just like, you know, basically if COVID hadn't happened, and if my friend hadn't encouraged me to do the yoga training, and if I hadn't have had all the experiences I had, like, where would we be? I don't know. I might still be at Lamar. Who knows? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. You know, so like, it's it's kind of mind-blowing how life works sometimes. Yeah. And we when we talked to Jeremy, who runs the themed mm-hmm. Airbnbs, he said, you know, he came up with this idea for these themed Airbnbs while washing the dishes after he saw Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I love that something creative, like I loved that book and that movie. And I love that something creative could spark something else creative. Mm-hmm. And prior to opening the Airbnbs, he had the vintage bus, the yeah. vintage, the ugly sweater. Like so Christmas, cool. I yeah. wish I could have like shot there, you know? I know. And that, after we had the conversation with him, I was like, I didn't know about the whole ugly sweater thing. And I'm like, can, when we got off the call with him, I'm like, can you believe that literally just his love for vintage items and then it kind of formed into this ugly Christmas sweater thing. And then he made a business out of that. Like it actually blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and like for him to think washing the dishes thinking wait what if i made an airbnb that made people feel like they were in the 80s yeah and, like, and they went with it and it was a wild success and he did it yeah like, like that's so cool it's very cool it's so neat and then when we talked to elena and yeah. she right off the bat said you know she suffered two major losses in her family devastating and like, i can't even started researching like how to be healthier and and found yoga and then from that invented the tool that would be make yoga more accessible yeah and it's like a lot of people's you know grieving process is just getting through it and she straight up was like oh i'm gonna actually like make this my life's mission and my career yeah and then when we talk to french fried vintage i know for me personally i still to this to this day i mean it's been so long since we talked to them but I was just blown away by the fact that, that they, they, you know, them saying like they became instant besties was so sweet, but they also just shared a love of clothing Yeah, and they made a successful business off of it. Like it wasn't like they got together and said, okay, how can we make money? How can we, you know, they didn't, they didn't say, okay, we're going to design a clothing line. They literally just said, we love clothes. We're going to sell the clothes that we find for others. Like that is so cool to me. And I think I know as a, as a longtime blogger and having taught blog classes, a lot of people will in the classes have asked me like, where do I get ideas? How can I, how do I avoid writer's block? And it's like, well, this is exactly it. Like letting yourself be open to yeah. the ideas that are kind of flowing out there and, and you just taking it and run with it. I think like not letting people get in your way, not letting the negative influence, whether that's like society or maybe, you know, if your family is like, Hey, that that's a cool idea, but maybe it's not a stable career, like not letting that get too much in your way. Yeah. And giving yourself time to think because we actually cut it out, or I cut it out of a previous episode because, for the record, Holly and I's intros are like twice as long as <laughs> the one you actually hear because we love talking to each other. Yeah. Um, but one thing that we talked about in the intro that I loved that I had to cut out was shower thoughts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, 
that was like I had never actually verbalized it to other people, but like I have a lot of good ideas in the shower. Uh-huh. And like that's kind of a common trope is that you know, I had a shower thought. But the reason we have shower thoughts is because like you're not doing anything else. Right. Like, you're just alone with your thoughts. And that doesn't happen very often. Exactly. Anymore. That's exactly what the advice I would give. I have it in my PowerPoint for my blogging for beginners class because that is my number one tip for people who are looking to always like stay on top of their creativity is to create space for yourself to not have messages being thrown at you. Like whether or not we realize it when we're driving in our car, when we're out and about, when we're watching TV, like we're having other businesses messages being thrown at us. But when we're in the shower, when we're taking a walk without our phones, when we're doing a yoga class, other, you know, whatever it is, that's when your mind can actually think. And when, yeah. when you really think back about it, like we used to have these like moments of like daydreaming, being <laughs> bored. Those are the moments where like ideas would spur, but we'd never have those anymore. Right. Like we're always just like busying ourselves with stuff. So now it kind of seems like ideas and inspirations come from kind of copying other people. Yeah. And so I think like making that space of like going on a walk without your phone or getting in the shower, taking a bath, whatever it is, like letting that idea come to you and then being like, is this something or what could this be? Or how, how would this best, you know, manifest itself? It's definitely an interesting practice. It is. And I would say like, not that I'm like, you know, the social media guru by any means, but I would say like 50% of the posts that I make online like popped into my head during yoga, mm-hmm. you know, whenever I'm actually like dedicated doing yoga, not checking my phone, like tuning in for even like a 30 minute practice every single time I have an idea. It never fails. Every single yoga class I have an epiphany. Yeah. That's not always profound, but it's like, like, you know, a lot of times we struggle with like what content to put out there. If you're struggling with creativity, what to write, what, you know, what to say on social media, take a yoga class, go for a walk. And I guarantee you something will come to you. Yeah. So yeah, inspiration can come from anywhere. I love it. I love this lesson. Whoa, that wasn't aggressive. That was a good one. (laughs) Glad our glass didn't break. (laughs) Wouldn't that be something? One thing I really loved about our guest, um, because we've been trying to like have a variety, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's definitely some overlap, a lot of wellness, just because like, you know. We're both into it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But one thing that we were trying to do is kind of look for guests that aren't like, you know, what you're stereotypically thinking of. It's like an entrepreneur or a small business owner. And like, so we talked to a realtor, you know, like that is like an entrepreneur, like you're working for yourself, you're having to build your own clientele, you're having to market yourself, network. Same thing with a hairstylist. I feel like hairstylists do not get enough respect. Like, uh-huh. good Lord, they don't get enough respect. And I've had a lot of respect for hairstylists for a long time. One, because I became good friends with my hairstylist when I had hair. And then I worked for her uh-huh. after grad school like in between jobs and it's not easy yeah oh i bet not yeah and even like 
Leah, you know, who who was our dietitian. Uh-huh medical professionals that run their own practice like that's being an entrepreneur right you know like and i think that we kind of just assume that like doctors are professional because they're a doctor no they still have to work for it like they still have to like try to be successful especially if they're going to go out on their own which is why i wanted to talk to leah because she didn't just go into like you know, group practice that was well-established right. or like going to a hospital. No, she like is doing her own thing and has to work at it and keep her clients and mm-hmm. get referrals. Like it's still a lot of work. Yeah. It's very true. When, when someone says the word entrepreneur, yeah, what, who is like the first person that comes into your head? Oh, I hate it. <laughs> but I'm thinking of like, you know, just like a snazzy, like, you know, white dude in a business suit. Like, I think I've just been so conditioned to think about an entrepreneur. So like Jeff like, Bezos, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's the same for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think of, honestly, I think of Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Which like, I don't like. <laughs> no, I don't like them either. You know, like, I hate that that's where my mind goes, but it is. I think that's. Is that the same? But when you think small business owner, Different. Different. Yeah. Different. Very much different. Yeah. Right. Small business owner, I think more like mom and pop type of situation. Right. Same. Yeah. But it's like they can be the same thing. Oh, absolutely. They are the same thing. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that we we talk to, yeah. It's like I don't even know if a lot of the people that we talk to would label themselves as entrepreneurs when they all are. Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't. No. (laughs) But I think of even like, I mean, gosh, even talking to Jeremy, I don't know if he thinks of himself as an entrepreneur. Probably not. I mean, Amina, like she works for a nonprofit. But mm-hmm. when we talk to her about her career path, like she is really, I mean, this is a new nonprofit. So she's kind of paving the way for what they're doing. So she's kind of having to try everything for the first yeah. time and see what works. So, yeah, yeah. it's sort of. It's really, even though, like, I mean, we we talked to my hairstylist, and even though I invited her on the podcast because she is an entrepreneur and whatever, it's like, you're right. Like, I really didn't think of it like that, Yeah. even though that is exactly what it is. I mean, that's a big reason, I guess, why we're doing this podcast is to explore and bring to light, you know, different ways that you can work for yourself, whether it's in, like, a full-time capacity of opening your own business or just having a side gig. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, entrepreneurship can be more than just being, you know, some rich white guy. It's (laughs) There's so much more to it and a lot of fulfillment that can come out of it. I think a big theme of everyone we've talked to is fulfillment, you know? Yeah. And that's been, what's been keeping us going and, like I said at the beginning, like I've had to sacrifice some of my evenings to talk to people, but I barely call that a sacrifice because it's just been such a pleasure to talk to every single person. Like, yeah. obviously, we have fun. You can listen to the episode and listen. It's totally <laughs> fun. And a lot of our guests have gone back and listened and be like, oh, I'm looking forward to it because you're all so much fun. Yeah. But like, I mean, it's just so nice to hear about other people's stories and like, Just be able to relate, you know? Right. And they're like in it. They're in the thick of it. So I hope that anyone that's come on the podcast thinks it's fun to just talk about their story and what they've done, because maybe they haven't had these conversations with other people. Yeah. And 
like I'm like for us sitting there being like wow that's so cool like I hope that it comes across as like mad respect because it is like I all the conversations we've had I'm just like blown away by so yeah okay so entrepreneurship doesn't mean Mark Zuckerberg if you're listening Zucky (laughs) you are not the face of entrepreneurship any longer we said it here first (laughs) On the happy hour, that makes it a fish. That's right. You are stepping down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So our last and final, final lesson. uh, I wanted to add this one. Don't be afraid to mix friendship and business because, you know, even though our this entrepreneurial effort is not making money, but we know finances do not equal success. Uh, Derek and I, you know, we did the podcast together successful. I feel like we really had um, smooth sailing pretty much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we met other business owners that have gone into business with their friends, or if it wasn't their friend, maybe it was their family member or their, their close community, because you kind of are who, you know, right now, you know? So I think that that's like an interesting thing is people say like, don't mix friendship and money or don't mix friendship and business or whatever. But on, you know, obviously there are some people in your circle that you're not going to want to go into business with, but I think it's more about just being okay with having those tough conversations. And I think like we had those conversations before we even started, like I literally typed a document that said, are we actually doing this? (laughs) Um, yeah, because I don't want us to lose our friendship over like something we disagree right. with on the podcast. Right. Yeah. Um, which I'm not gonna lie, like, because we're still learning about like each other's personalities. Yeah. Yeah. And I think first, like, like even when I showed you the logos, I was thinking, oh my god, like I don't know what Derek is gonna think of these. Really? And then when you came back and you were like, oh, they all look so good. I kind of like this one. You liked a different one than I liked, but I was oh. honestly like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not going to be upset or like, I'm just like here for the collaboration, which was an interesting experience for me to like, because as a creator, obviously you're always like, kind of like, okay, what are they going to say about this or whatever? Yeah. So I think, yeah, if you're open to just being like, okay, how important is this? Or like, how much do I really care about this to like get into some sort of like, tiff about it i don't know and i mean i guess for us like there's real really no like monetary stakes involved at this point True. so it's not like yeah. we were about to like go to beef over like a million dollar deal from spotify Ooh. if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> fuck you apple podcast spotify we're waiting or actually total wine that's the one oh, i'm waiting yeah. for total wine total wine total wine, total wine. Yeah. <laughs> that in the universe but it's like, you know, French fried vintage, like just hearing about how their friendship was sort of built on this love of clothes. And then they went to like make this business. And it seems like, I mean, we didn't even really ask them about challenges that they had, but it seems like they are just yeah fun loving all the way on, on their, on the same page. So it works. Yeah. Well, and they play off of each other's strengths and weaknesses, which I think is what you have to do. I mean, that's, it, I mean, at the end of the day, it's business, you know, like, mm-hmm. and if you're working with someone who is self-aware and yep. knows their strengths and weaknesses, 
and knows what they can bring to the table and is willing to do so, like, that's all there is to it, right? Yeah. And if you're mature enough to have a difficult conversation, if it comes to it, then, mm-hmm. you know, don't be afraid. Yeah, because Fallon, Fallon and her friend, they went mm-hmm. to business together also. Yeah. And they even, like the name, even the business name, is yeah. like a mashup of their kids. Their kids, yeah, yeah middle names. Mm-hmm. So we, we've we seen it here, like friendship and business, it, it can happen. It can and that's the end of our lessons. Wow. Season one. Oh, uh, we learned so much. Do you think we'll learn that much from season two? I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, our guests have a lot to share. And yeah. we'll have a completely different lineup of guests in season two. So I'm excited. I'm excited, too. We we have a few ideas of who we want to talk to. But if you want to talk to us. Yeah, let us know. We're, if if you know someone that you want us to talk to or you yourself want to talk to us we are an open book Um, like we said you know entrepreneurship means a lot of different things Mm -hmm. so even if it's not a stereotypical business model you know we are receptive and would love to hear from you hey we don't have like a solidified date for season two yet but obviously, keep you on the edge of your seat. yeah, <laughs> pay attention to the socials. We won't be gone too long and we'll be interviewing people in the meantime. We already have like two interviews scheduled for the next season. So, mm-hmm. okay, well, we did it. Cheers. See you next whenever. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Love Bye. you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Holly, where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at OrangeJulia7, also on TheBitterLemon.com and on Etsy, Bitter Lemon Digital. And Derek, where can people find you? So I am on Instagram with my personal account at Yoga with Derek, and that's D-E-R-E-K, spelled the correct way. And on Instagram for Yoga for All Humans, It is at Yoga for All Humans on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, Don't judge my TikTok game. I'm still learning. On LinkedIn, you can sync up with me, Derek Hagler, on there. And Yoga for All Humans has its own LinkedIn account as well. And of course, yogaforallhumans.com is the studio's website. Small Business Happy Hour has its own Instagram account at Small Business Happy Hour. Or you can email us at smallbusinesshappyhour at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers. See you next Tuesday. Tuesday.